A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Retirement Toolbox. Walter Storholt here with Scott Searles, financial advisor, president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you in the greater Cleveland area with an office in Bradenton, Florida as well. If you want to come and say hello in the sunshine sedate instead, you can go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com for past episodes of the show and lots more great information. And uh, Scott, great to be with you again on this week's episode. How's life treating you? Boy, well, I like your what's up to start the broadcast. It reminds me of those- Getting more uh, like casual here on the show, you know? It, it's a commercial. What's up? Remember that from years ago? <laughs> what's up? One of the best. I mean, one of the best. <laughs> I can't even remember what it's for, but I remember Bud- Budweiser. that. Budweiser. Was it Budweiser? Yeah, it was Budweiser. You're right. Well, that. Because they had that real good string of the frogs and the- Yeah, yeah. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, what happened to all the good advertisements anyway? I don't know. People got too fancy, I guess. I mean, look at how simple those were, right? Just some and frogs saying Budweiser. And then just two, just a bunch of guys going, Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It was ridiculous, but it was it was great. And I remembered it. I don't yep. it was a twenty years ago and now I remember it. Still sticks I mean, in your head. So funny yeah. little funny funny little side story in regards to that actually. Um when I had my ankle surgery, it was the first time I'd ever been put under and I'll never forget I woke up and I see my girlfriend at the time, now wife, Connie and my parents uh, had come up because uh, I was still like had just graduated college. So they came up to help kind of take care of me after surgery and everything. And um, I open my eyes and I see them. They're looking back at me and they didn't say anything. They're just sort of like seeing me open my eyes up. And I just had this big smile and I just went, like straight out of the commercial super loud and just like really into it like i drew i pulled it out for like a while like what's up (laughs) and everybody (laughs) and this is in like the recovery area where there's like a whole bunch of people also kind of like coming out of it and like you know recuperating before they you know kick you out the door and tell you to go home right so everybody was like looking around like what is this going on with this guy My parents something were, you wish you had on video. Oh, I wish it was on video. My parents were cracking up. It was uh, it was really funny. I don't know why. I just woke up. That was the first thing that came to mind was just, was that? Hey, you could have said a lot worse things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I, then the next surgery I had was on my knee a couple years later, and I woke up gasping for air. So I much preferred the waking up still like very much happy and uh saying what's up versus the second time i woke up so yeah absolutely very different experiences that doesn't really have anything to do with uh what we're talking about on today's show but fun yeah. to uh to think about and to talk about old good commercials and things like that coming up today we're going to be talking about couples and the financial mistakes that they often make we're also going to answer one of our listener questions and it's a pretty good one that we have coming into us today from Jamie. Give you a little preview of what uh, Jamie is thinking about. Well, she's been looking forward to retirement for many years and is now retired, but she's starting to have a lot of anxiety about running out of money. And that's not good. We don't want anxiety during retirement. So 
Nope. We'll talk to Jamie a little bit about what's going on in her situation. All that and a little bit more straight ahead on today's show. Scott, let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, I really want to talk about the mistakes that couples make and uh, how we can avoid them would be probably the best solution for today's show to kind of come out of this with. Get everybody we, on the same page. We're talking financial mistakes, right? Financial Not mistakes. Not just mistakes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, that would be a too, lot of mistakes. too broad of a show, I think, if we just talked about total mistakes. It would mistakes. be too long. Yeah, way too long. Now we've Especially got a, if my wife was on here with me. That's right. We would need to bring in the, the significant others for this one. <laughs> uh, so we've got five areas, five mistakes that we often see couples make, how you can avoid them. So first one is when it comes to dealing with pensions. And sometimes people make the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works and how that conversation should unfold? Yeah, Walter, I run across this all the time where someone will come into my office, they're already retired, and they've already selected their pension option. And, uh, you know, sometimes they didn't realize, they just went for the biggest money. Well, usually the biggest money when it comes to, you know, getting the largest monthly pension is a single life option. So in other words, whoever, assume, let's assume the husband's work is the uh, retiree that's getting the pension. Once he passes away, that pension income stops. Now, that may be fine if you plan for that. And sometimes you'll get a life insurance policy that will help to fund the rest of the wife's retirement. Or maybe you've got other assets and you're just trying to maximize that, you know, that income in the early years. There could be reasons for it. But a lot of the times you're going to have several choices, maybe five, six, where it'll be you know, 100% to the spouse. You know, so the same pension amount goes to the spouse or maybe 50% or 70%. And all those monthly numbers will change. And you need to kind of figure out which is going to be the best for you. Uh, so a lot of people, you, you really have to analyze and think and make it part of a whole inclusive holistic plan in order to make sure you're making the right choices there. I think that's big, Scott, and it's one of the one of the main issues when people are kind of putting together that plan. I think a lot of people just go into that not even knowing they're going to have to make a choice like that. And so then when they get presented with it, it's kind of like, whoa, okay, now I've got a, uh, we didn't think about this. You know, this isn't one of the mm -hmm. most basic questions that you face in your retirement plan. And then it always is tough when you're like, okay, I'm getting one benefit, but I've got to also take something out of that by like maybe less money. And that trade-off has mm -hmm. always got to be a tough decision for people, I think. Oh, absolutely. You're right. So Social Security is another area where we see mistakes getting made, and not coordinating Social Security strategies yeah. is kind of a big thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, of, a lot of things people overlook. Because when I do financial plans for people, I want to get the best claiming strategy that maximizes their, their possibility to have a successful retirement. Sometimes that means that maybe we take one of the spouse's at full retirement and let the other spouse continue to grow to age 70, then take it at age 70 for the other spouse. And the other thing to think of too is if you're 62 and you, for instance, let's say your, your wife, um, again, using the husband and wife example where the husband was the primary breadwinner and he's got a large social security, but the wife, you know, she stayed at home and took care of the kids and really didn't have much of a social security payment. Well, you have to remember if the, he takes it at age 62 and he passes away, that's going to affect the amount that the spouse can receive off of him 
after he passes away. So, you know, these are all things you need to take into account on when you take that strategy and coordinate it between spouses so that it makes the most sense for both of them all the way through the retirement. That's a huge one. And I think it's one of those kinds of things where people often view, hey, this is a, a decision I make in the vacuum just about me. But if you aren't viewing it in the same lens or context as a couple, you're really missing out on some great opportunities there to help optimize everything related to your plan. So such a big one there to make sure you get right. All right. Another mistake number three financial couples making these kinds of mistakes, maybe how to avoid making this mistake, is a lack of communication, just like a lot of problems in marriages. Not talking about what they want to do in retirement before they actually retire can be a big deal. We're not even talking about the financial component here, Scott, just literally, how do you want to spend that time? Yeah, this is that non-financial one, but it's a biggie. And uh, I always tell people as we start to prepare for retirement is that everybody should have a plan on what you want to do. You don't know how many times people come in my office and, you know, maybe the wife is already retired and then the husband retires and I hear, boy, you know, I can't stand him around the house. He's there every day. He's driving me crazy. And you know, they, they didn't kind of think about that. So maybe one of them gets a part-time job just to do something. So, I mean, all those things are factors you, that you need to consider in retirement. So, you know, do you want to do travel? Do you want to go visit grandkids? Do you want to get another home? Do you want to do whatever? You, you need to coordinate what you guys are planning on doing so you have a successful retirement. Uh, and most of my clients tell me that they're busier in retirement than they were when they were working. And, uh, you know, because they're, you, know, you start doing things. So you, you want to make sure you guys are on the same page on, on what you want to do in your retirement before you retire. Got to make sure that the financial stuff's taken care of, but also the things that impact the financial stuff, like yeah, that lifestyle uh, side of the equation. All right, two more mistakes, especially financial ones that we see couples often make. Not coordinating, there's that word again, coordinating, talking, communicating. Not coordinating individual accounts like 401ks and IRAs to be sure that their combined assets are actually working together. This one's kind of similar to the social security mistake, but kind of deserved its own little uh, its own little section here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's very similar in that when we're talking retirement accounts here, you know, obviously you can't combine them together. So you can't create, you know, one big account and put the husband's and wife's 401ks and IRAs together. So they're always going to be separate. And depending on your ages, you're going to have different times in which you're going to, to be taking that money out. So the, what you need to think about is which accounts do you pull out of and, and how much and, and how often. And so you might want to have different investment strategies with each one of the accounts. Maybe one you're going to delay to take that money. Maybe it's the spouses because she's, you know, she happens to be younger. Um, and then maybe the, the husband, you take a little sooner because he's getting closer to RMDs. So you do want to coordinate these things together. And, and there are a ton and ton of different options and things to take a look at to not only make sure you're, you're paying the least amount of taxes you possibly can, but that you're also maximizing the growth in the accounts too. Uh, because if you're starting to utilize an account to generate income for you, you want to keep that more conservative generally, because you don't want Murphy's Law to come and kick, you know, bite you in the butt. 
because Murphy's Law says that when you need money, it's going to be down. And we want to, so in that type of account, we want to reduce our volatility. So maybe that's one IRA that we're funding first with an older person of the couple so that we can uh, reduce our required minimum distributions. And then maybe in the other IRA account, we start looking at Roth conversions or, or whatever. So it could be a, a big you know, plan to take a look at all these different things and they need to be coordinated together for sure. All right. One more mistake I want to talk about, Scott, financial mistakes that couples often make. Not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with. So this is where we kind of marry the financial conversation along with sort of the non-financial stuff, the the emotions, the feelings, those kinds of things. And this creates a dynamic where you get like one spouse that's kind of going to be always more nervous than the other spouse if we're not kind of uh, getting on the same page when it comes to managing that risk in our lives. Walter, I would tell you with over half of the couples that I have in my office, one of them always tends to be more conservative than the other. And it's sometimes it's hard for them to get on the same page on what amount of risk that they feel comfortable taking. And I think that it's very important that we have that conversation and that there's some logic applied to it. For instance, let's say we have one spouse that's real conservative and the other one that's real aggressive. Well, maybe we we develop a strategy where if we keep some money conservative so we know it's going to be there and it's protected and we're not taking a lot of risk, then we have more longer-term money we're going to use later on. Maybe that spouse will be comfortable with taking risk with money that they know they're not even going to use. But I, you know, I deal with this all the time and we would love everybody to always get on the same page and that they could both agree. But actually, a lot of times it's very hard. Uh, I know between my wife and I, my wife is very conservative when it comes to investing and doing things. I mean, obviously she leaves it to me, but I know what her you know, what her philosophy is. Um, And then me, I'm, you know, on the other side of the spectrum where I don't mind taking the risks and and have a longer term vision. So even when my wife and I aren't always on the same page, so it's a challenge sometimes to get to that point where both husband and wife can, you know, agree on a, a risk level for their investments. Yeah, that's a great point, Scott. And uh, this is five good points, financial mistakes that couples often make. If you identify with any of these mistakes that we've talked about, maybe you realize that, yeah, I kind of have made some of these uh, mistakes and have had some of these issues before in the past. Well, that should be a little red flag and uh, not nothing to worry about, but maybe time to spark you to action and come in for a review of your financial plan with Scott Searles. You can do that in the office. Uh, If you wanted to start the conversation over the phone, we can do that too, or schedule a time to visit online. Here's the ways that you can do all that stuff. Uh, If you want to go online, you can go to talktoscott.com, schedule a free consultation that way to begin the conversation. That's talktoscott.com, or call 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Uh, you can also just check the description of today's show, and we'll have the contact information in there for you to reference. And talk to Scott about these things that might be going on in your life, how to address them, how to fix them, how to get on the same page so you can lead that more worry-free retirement. Uh, Scott, great advice and help for our couples out there on the show so far mm-hmm. today. And now it's time to get to know you a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. All right, we're going to get to, Scott, uh, to know Scott a little bit better today by talking about T 
TV. Now, we haven't had the TV movie review segment on the show in a while, but what TV show are you most looking forward to returning this fall, Scott? Well, we re- we haven't done the review because I don't think either one of us have been watching a lot of TV yeah. lately. Well, our favorite shows have kind of been on break a little bit, and, you know, I- I've certainly felt like I we- I was falling a little bit too much into the TV trap world of uh, during the pandemic, so taking a nice break from all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, summer came along, and you get out, and you do things more. And uh, But I tell you what, yeah, one when show it's, when it's that, not getting dark at 5 o'clock, then you, you, uh, you tend to you know not consume as much TV, I guess. That's true. That's true. Um, but one show I'm really looking forward to coming back that ended in a total cliffhanger and, and had us just waiting for, boy, where's the next episode, was Ozark. Oh, Big fan right, of Ozark. I forgot about Ozark, yeah. And that that should be, uh, I think it's coming out in the next month or so. Okay, so very I'm nice. I'm really looking forward to that. And, and you know, with this pandemic too, a lot of a lot of shows, you know, they didn't shoot for a while. So on a lot of these subscription services, it's been a couple years since there's been new episodes. But yeah, that's one I'm really looking forward to. That's a good one. I'm going to throw in Yellowstone. Um, mm-hmm. Also ended on a kind of a crazy cliffhanger, and I think that one's coming back here in the in the next couple of days or weeks. So that would be another one I'd throw in. But I forgot about Ozark, so I look forward to that coming back too. Yeah, you know Yellowstone. My wife and I started watching that, and then we kind of got off. But it, it that's a good show too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We featured that one back uh, several months ago, I believe. So how ma- how many uh, how many seasons are there? Uh, what did they make Two? it through? Two, three? The, uh, maybe this is season four coming up? Okay. Or maybe just three? I can't remember. We didn't start, we weren't on the Yellowstone craze until just earlier this year. So we were just catching up, at, you know, and you lose track if you're binging a show like that and forget just how many seasons they have. But something like that. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I think it's season four is the one that's coming okay. up. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I you know, and I think there there's a lot of good ones coming up too. So, yep. I'm I'm looking forward to them. Very true. All right. Well, there it'll you go. be just in time for it to be dark at five o'clock. That's and cold right. Outside. It'll match up perfectly. <laughs> exactly right. Well, there you go. Getting to know Scott a little bit better on today's show. Now it's time to answer one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, really good question today from Jamie on the mailbag. Jamie says, I looked forward to retirement for many years, but now that I'm actually retired, I can't shake the feeling that I'm eventually going to run out of money. Is there any solution for fighting this feeling other than simply spending less or going back to work? Jamie, that's a great question. And you know what? I have the solution. It's called the Worry-Free Retirement Blueprint. Having a plan is going to give you the knowledge and the power to know that you are going to be comfortable in retirement. Having a strategy in place to know that no matter what the markets do or tax rates do, we've already thought about that and we've covered that. So one of you, I, I think just getting that financial plan put in place is going to alleviate a lot of the anxiety. And I have people tell me all the time, you know, I was real nervous about retirement. I wasn't sure if I should do it or could do it. Uh, then we walk through that planning process, and at the end of the day, they feel much less anxious and much more comfortable. So, Jamie, I, I think you need to meet with somebody and, and develop that plan, and, and that's going to give you the, the comfort level that you desire because I want you to have a worry-free retirement. 
you just got to get that plan in place. It's just so important. Yeah. Without the plan, anxiety fills the gap, fills the space. And so that's why we got to be thinking that way, Jamie. It's a fantastic question. Uh, a lot of people are asking that same kind of question, Jamie, and the answer is, uh, this is one time where the answer is always the same. Get the plan in place, yeah. get the worry-free retirement blueprint, and it all starts with a free consultation with Scott and his team. And if you want to get in touch, it's very easy to do so. Just pick up the phone, give a call, 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Or you can go to talktoscott.com and schedule your time to meet from your smartphone or computer. Check today's description and you'll see links to those ways to contact Scott. Scott, appreciate the help and the guidance on the show today. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next uh, couple weeks. It's always fun, Walter. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you, everybody, again next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Browns. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.